So for today's conversation, I wanted to talk a little bit about autism and being on the autism spectrum. And this might offend some people, so I will give you a warning up front. It also might trigger some people. I may say something that is politically incorrect or is not the appropriate term or something of that nature. So if I do, one, please forgive me. But two, I'm also speaking only from my own perspective and my own opinions. So nothing I say is gospel. This is just me being authentic and talking from my true self. So if anybody had ever told me that I was autistic or on the autistic spectrum, I would have told them to get the hell out. There's no way. Absolutely not. Forget it. That's ridiculous. So I never saw myself as being autistic. I have never experienced anything that I would ever consider to be classically autistic. I am an incredibly high-functioning individual. I have a very good job. I integrate very well with my coworkers. I am social to some extent. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy huge social events, but that's never been anything new to me. I've never felt that I was so different that it would qualify somehow as autism. Different, yes. I've always been the weird kid, the quirky kid, the one with the strange interests, the one who was a little bit more organized than everyone else. I was the kid who actually had their toys in order or alphabetized or in in some sort of specific arrangement, not because I felt some weird compulsion to do it. It just seemed natural to me. So I never would tell you that I was autistic until all of a sudden I realized something was wrong. It's about the time that my, actually it was when my mother died. And I reached what I would consider to be an overload of capacity. I couldn't function. It wasn't just grief not being able to function. There, there was something actually I couldn't function. All of a sudden, everything became jumbled. It, it was like the world was upside down. I, I couldn't make pieces fit together anymore. Things that were normal and natural were now all jagged and obtuse. Systems were gone functioning became hard. I couldn't make heads or tails of things. It was very abstract and very strange. I'd never experienced anything like that. And it was suggested to me 
that perhaps I should consider if I might be on the spectrum that the death of my mother may have triggered a capacity overload that my person, my safety net was gone and that all of these things kind of coincided. And I thought that was a very strange and abstract thing to say. But at the same time, oh, okay, sure, I'll, I'll look into it. I, I can't see the harm in that. I think it's silly, but I can't see the harm in it. And so I did. And I, I took the diagnostic tests. They're unofficial tests because in the U.S. as an adult, trying to get someone to review or diagnose you is a behemoth task, to say the least. So I did a whole bunch of research, which is one of my key specialities. I love research. I love going down rabbit holes and finding obscure information. So I dug up all kinds of resources and tests and all of these things that were geared towards adults. And I took the tests. And they came back pretty much saying, autistic AF. And I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? So I sent the links to my best friend and I said, hey, 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 take this test. Take this. I want, I want to see what you get. I got a score, but I want to see what you get. Thinking the test is skewed. I know my best friend. He's going to get a test score very similar to me because we are so much alike it's not even funny. And he got his test. And he was so normal, it wasn't even funny. And I stopped. And I thought, oh, holy shit. What if there's something to this? Well, that started me down a whole different rabbit hole. Trying to gather more information and resources. And what does autism in an adult woman look like? And that's actually a really hard thing to find. There aren't a lot of resources out there specifically for adults and even less for women. Autism has always been classified as a male disease. It affects men. It affects boys. It doesn't affect little girls. It doesn't affect women, or at least it was never classified or thought of until relatively recently. So there isn't a lot of documentation to go off of. But the more documentation and the things I kept finding, even towards men and boys, well, there were a lot of things that hit home. And apparently, women and girls are underdiagnosed because naturally, women are much better at masking. We're much better at navigating social situations. Women are far more socially geared so that we don't 
necessarily send up the red flags as easily. So I continued down that rabbit hole, trying to find more information, trying to understand what was going on and whether this really did apply or not. And the further I went, well, let's just say the more I kept finding that all these little things that were cute and quirky and different about me started to all line up in a row and started pointing at one big conclusion. I was autistic. I fall on the spectrum. To say that didn't hurt would be a lie. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being autistic. There's nothing inherently bad about it. But it is something that is rather shocking when it's yourself. The The perception of autism, for the most part, when you say the word, implies someone with fairly extreme complications, someone who is extremely challenged, not someone who fits into society on a fairly good basis. I think of people who are unable to hold common conversation, who may or may not be verbal, who may be even savants in some cases. I don't think of someone being autistic as being fully functional. I guess that's how I would phrase it. I don't think of them as being fully independent and functional. So to see that out of all of the informal diagnostics that I fall very, very clearly into the spectrum was shocking. And there are some things that I can say, yes, that those specific traits, oh, they definitely apply to me. I am horrible at being able to visually assess displayed emotions, unless they are very extreme in their their nature. Like, of course, I understand a smile. But when someone is frustrated or angry or confused, there's a whole range of milder, more subtle visual cues that I don't understand. I'm very cautious in my communications and I'm very specific and I ask a lot of questions because I know from historical experience that I can get things confused that I may not understand the full scope of what someone is talking about, especially when it comes to the emotional side of it. I, I may not be able to discern in a social context what the emotion is. 
it's one of the reasons I, well, I take things too literally first, but it's one of the reasons that I like having video calls with people rather than just type chat. And that's so that I can hear the intonation of the voice. If I can hear the voice, I can understand the emotion that they're conveying. That tonality registers with me. I get it. But just seeing the typed words in a response or in a type chat, I can get very confused. I have a hard time. Are you being sarcastic or are you actually angry with me? Did I somehow do something wrong or are you just frustrated at the situation in general? If I see the video and I have the audio, then I can start putting together what the emotions are of the person I'm talking with. Text chat is, while very convenient, can be very difficult for me to understand, especially if I don't know the person really well. The more that I know that person, the more that I know their responses and their emotions and their their playful nature, then I can be more secure in how I communicate with them because I understand what the responses will be. I know that I don't have necessarily the best judgment in terms of assessing when a situation is dangerous or is threatening in some way. I don't understand when there are manipulative forces at work that are outside of my normal experience. It's one of the reasons that I am very careful about getting into relationships, that I am very careful about vetting someone before I'm willing to date them or consider them a romantic potential partner. Because I'm aware of the fact that while I may be a good judge of character in terms of face value. When you go deeper than that, sometimes it's very difficult for me to ascertain, is this person dangerous or not dangerous? I try very hard to not be manipulated, but again, Sometimes it's hard for me to read. My best friend always laughs and he says, you need a minder. You need somebody to keep an eye on you. He says, you have too good of a heart. He says, you're too willing to trust. He says, that's a dangerous situation. And he's kind of right. And if I frame it in the concept that, yeah, I'm autistic and on the spectrum, it makes sense. But being autistic is definitely a surprise and it's something I'm still trying to get used to. I don't like disclosing that I'm autistic. Not for a sense of embarrassment, but because the common response is, of course you're not. Because other people have the same perception I did, which is someone who is 
nonverbal or extremely challenged or non-functioning on a societal level. So anytime I've tried to actually disclose that I'm on spectrum, well, the response has pretty much been one of disbelief and one that says, no, no, I don't, I don't buy it. And part of me would like to have the formal diagnosis to be able to say, oh, no, this is, this is what's happening. I'd like to have the formal diagnosis so I could say, I understand what's happening now. But the truth is, in the U.S., it's nearly impossible to get a formal diagnosis as an adult unless you have exceptionally good resources. As a child, diagnosis is free. It's done usually through the school systems, and it's caught, and it is something that is of great help to parents and is a great, provides great resources to help the individual, to help the child. But once you are no longer a child, well, the resources are gone. There aren't people to do diagnosis. There isn't a network to help you. If you get diagnosed later in life, it's pretty much too bad. I would love to have a formal diagnosis just so I could quiet my own mind and say, this really is what's happening. But looking into it, the average cost is anywhere between five to $15,000 just to get a rubber stamp by a doctor that says, yup, you're autistic. Doesn't really do much else other than confirm what all of my research and all of my online tests have said. Sadly, the U.S. does not take adult issues or adult mental health or adult complex situations like this into any account whatsoever. My own jaded personality is that there's no money to be made off of it. So why bother? That's a cynical view, but it is one that I think is probably right. I've been privy to a lot of the medical and insurance spectrum. And I've learned one thing. In a system like the healthcare system we have in the U.S., the priority is not the patient. The priority is making money, whether that is the doctor, the hospital, the pharmaceuticals, or the insurance. It is about making money regardless of what your issue is and regardless of whether we can solve it. Matter of fact, we'd rather not solve it because, well, if you can live the rest of your life needing our medication, why should we come up with a cure? We'll sell you that medication. And then once you're used to that medication, we'll sell you another medication. It's a horrible system.
It's a horrible grind. But I can't tell you what's better either, because I've also lived in places where the healthcare system was a universal system that prioritized the system itself rather than the patient. And people would wait months to get an MRI and may die before they even are able to get treatment because they're on a more socialist type of healthcare system, universal healthcare. There has to be something in between the two where it's not about waiting months for a test that isn't going to help and getting the test immediately but will milk you dry on the finances. There has to be a happy medium. But that's my own tangent against the healthcare systems in general. So I'm unable to get a formal diagnosis, or at least I'm unable to afford getting a formal diagnosis. So I have to self-diagnose. And if I go by all of the information, well, that puts me squarely in the autistic space. And it's an interesting spot to be in. Because while it explains a lot and gives me a peace of mind as to why I do things the way that I do them, it also provides me with the stigma of a condition, the awkwardness of do I disclose that or not disclose that, and the constant reminder that some things about me just aren't quite right. Not that being autistic is bad in any way, it's different. My brain operates differently than what a lot of other people do. I see things differently. I respond to them differently. Sometimes it's a challenge and sometimes it's a magnificent asset. I try to think of my autistic tendencies as more of a superpower than as a detriment. For the most part, they afford me a tremendous amount of skills and aptitudes that I don't think I would have if I wasn't autistic. But at the same time, I will admit there's a little bit of embarrassment saying I'm on the spectrum. I haven't quite figured out how to get over that yet, but I'm trying. I don't know how being autistic will play out in the long term. At this point in my life, I find that I've developed a lot of interesting systems and ways to deal with things. I've created systems and paths and methodologies that give me a tremendous amount of comfort and ability to, to do what I need to do on a daily basis, 
to perform my job, to live my life, to basically be the fullest and most rounded individual I could be. I do, however, have some anxieties when it comes to changing these systems and familiar processes. I'm at a point where I want to start a new chapter of my life. I want to change my career trajectory. I want to change where I'm living, how I'm living. I, I'm interested in pursuing a relationship again. And all of these things are now new spaces. They're spaces that I don't have systems and functions and processes in place for. So there will be upheaval. There will be change in my environment, in myself, in my person. And while I'm looking forward to it tremendously, I'm also a little nervous. I'm also a little frightened by it because my systems will no longer be in place. I, I need to start over. I'm nervous about getting involved in a relationship again. I'm nervous that I won't I won't see things correctly or that he won't understand that sometimes I just don't understand things that are simple. I don't know if my autism will be a problem or if it won't. I don't necessarily want to be seen as autistic. But if I don't disclose that or I don't say then I don't want it to be interpreted that I'm being callous or cold or too too literal or too this or too that just because my brain may be interpreting something differently it adds a new dimension to both why things happen and why they are the way they are but it also adds new complication because I don't want to be seen or judged or or viewed as being less or defective or somehow I don't know somehow wrong I don't want to be misunderstood I think is really the crux of it hard enough to be understood in a normal world it's even more difficult to be misunderstood when you're coming to it from perspective of being autistic even if it's high functioning and and not terribly obvious on the spectrum that makes it even more frustrating because people can't understand why you can't understand it's almost like the the what's wrong with you becomes even more poignant because you look normal you sound normal you function normally from my perspective 
What's wrong with you? Why can't you get this? And it's not an easy answer. Because maybe I just can't get it because my brain just can't see what. It's hard to ask someone to be patient or tolerant of you when you have no outward signs that some things were not not right or different or wrong. So to be authentic and to be honest about all of it, I am autistic. And I actually don't know what that means. I don't know what that means to my life, to my relationships, to my future. I honestly don't know. It's complicated because as being autistic, you want some level of security and some level of reliability. Those security and reliability are the two things that you, as an autistic individual, build your life around. Even if you don't realize that you're autistic, you build your life around these two principles. They are the two foundations of everything that you do. So you create systems and processes and ways to mitigate issues. Because as long as you have security and reliability, you can face anything. You can find a way, create a system, make a process, do whatever you need to do to handle that situation or anything else that may come up. But in my life, I'm about to take away that security and that reliability. I am about to change all of the things in my life. And they're all going to come roughly at the same time, which is both exhilarating and terrifying. There's no way that I can move location without also at the same time changing my job. And if I'm moving location, well, there's a very good chance that I'm doing that because... There's someone I want to be with, that they're important enough in my life, even if it is not a romantic relationship at this point or ever, if that is the way it is meant to be. There's somebody who matters enough to me that I'm willing to go someplace else. I'm willing to be somewhere else regardless of how I define that relationship. That person is worth that effort and that risk to me. So all of these things are going to come to a head all at once. And I have no idea how I'm going to handle it. I have no idea how I'm going to, to mitigate the anxiety and the stress and the feeling of being overwhelmed. I have no idea. I really don't. I wish I did because I love having some form of a plan, being able to feel comfortable knowing that if all else fails, I have some 
level of a plan in place, something to help me get through. I won't have that this time. There's no parachute. I'm literally going to jump off a cliff because I have faith. Perhaps there will be a secondary audio to this later on in another year or so where I can say, this is what happened. This is how I dealt with it. Because right now I have absolutely no clue. All I can tell you is that I have an unshakable faith in my, in my gut. I have a gut feeling that tells me this is exactly where I need to be. This is exactly where I need to go. And that as long as I trust, everything will be absolutely fine. So this is me being authentic and telling you that yes, I am autistic. Yes, I am absolutely terrified. And I'm okay with that. Because I have faith that whatever this is that is coming, all of these changes, all of this upheaval, all of this new life that is starting is going to work out brilliantly. And I don't have a shred of doubt. So I guess I'll end the conversation there because I don't know what else to tell you. If you find that you are on the spectrum or that you even suspect that you are, there is no shame in that. If anything, it's a comfort to understand why things are maybe a little different or maybe a little challenging in certain ways. It helps you to understand yourself better. And with that alone, the knowledge is power. So while having a, a label, even if it's only self-imposed, may feel disruptive or disingenuous because it's self-imposed, use it to your advantage. Let it give you power and strength to understand yourself better and to help you create better systems, better processes, easier ways to deal with things, to be more forgiving to yourself when things aren't quite right or aren't quite the way you planned. Knowledge truly is power and acceptance is one of the greatest superpowers we have. So I trust that this conversation was hopefully entertaining, maybe enlightening and a little thought-provoking. Hopefully it resonated with you. And I want to thank you for listening and being part of my authentic life. I trust that we will talk again soon. So thank you, and please take care.